Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which is for me 6.40 Pacific Time, 7.40 Mountain Time, 8.40 Eastern Time, 9.40... No, 8.40 Central Time and 9.40 Eastern Time. I don't know why I did that two days in a row. Wow. I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon, welcoming you to the call. If you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on an application called SoundCloud by putting, or wherever you get your podcast, by putting in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and either TR90 or Solutions for Digi4 Anti-Aging. If you're listening to this and it's a podcast and you wish to catch us live, dial into 712-775-8972. And when it prompts for the conference code, put in 910022 to join us live. Our panel does these calls in support of your TR90 efforts. And with that being said, that TR90 program, when you're first starting out, is your one lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein, at least three meals. Taking your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal is best. But I would say... It's, they still work even if you take them with your meals. So if, if it comes between um, take, taking it with your meals or not taking it all, take it. Um, you'd be much better off. Seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. Those fruits and vegetables will give you your macronutrients, which are your proteins, carbs, sugars, and fats. Your micronutrients, which are your vitamins and minerals, and fiber, which helps in two ways, one of which is with satiety, or that feeling of fullness, and the other is for good digestive health. For that, guys need 45 grams of fiber daily, and ladies, we need 32 grams of fiber. And with all of that fiber, well, you will want to make sure that you're getting up and moving. So 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week. That's your bottom baseline minimum. You can chunk it up into a 30-minute chunk, two 15-minute chunks, or three 10-minute chunks. You can, it can be whatever exercise you desire. It could be hiking. It could be swimming. It could be dancing. It could be chopping wood. It could be shoveling snow, whatever works for you. And if you're moving moderately to heavily, well, then you're going to start getting dehydrated. And baseline for hydration is one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you start out at 50 ounces of water, and then you build it up from there. Uh, And many times dehydration will mask itself as hunger. So one of my handy-dandy tricks is to always stop and drink a glass of water if I'm feeling hungry, wait a few minutes and see if that's really the case, and then make my adjust course adjustments as needed from there. The last thing that all of my study has shown me that is of good importance is seven to nine hours of good quality sleep a night. And if you're operating on less than good quality sleep, well, take a nap or a couple naps, get caught up, that sleep does a series of system resets. It clears out toxins. It um, repairs muscles and tissues. It stores memories. It does a multitude of things, and so it is really important. If you're not getting enough sleep, 
it can be like you're operating on one to two glasses of alcohol and you probably don't want that. Today's information is coming from a book that is called Eat to Live by Joel Furman, F-U-H-R-M-A-N. He's a medical doctor and many of the things that he espouses in this actually um, dovetail right in with our TR90 program. So it is really important that you um, kind of figure it out and see what works best for you. So in this particular section, we're, we're actually talking about breaking free of food addiction. Forget the scales and deadlines. Get into a routine, get regular exercise, join the member center at drfurman.com for support. That's if you're following his book um, very strictly. Don't be afraid to say no at social galleries. Your health should come before pleasing others. So hunger is an experience that many people fear. It seems absurd that fear of starvation would exist in the most overfed population in human history. However, our obsession with food and eating is undeniable. People often react with abject fear when contemplating going without food for even short periods of time. Continuous eating not only undermines healthy weight loss, but it just plain is unhealthy. Eating the wrong, low-nutrient foods leads to what I call toxic hunger and the desire to overconsume calories. When we do not meet our micronutrient needs, we do not feel well unless our digestive tract is continuously at work. Toxic hunger overrides the natural instinct that controls appetite and leads to dramatic increase in calorie consumption. I have observed, and this is um, Dr. Furman speaking, that the diet style sufficiently high in micronutrients can decrease sensations leading to food cravings and overeating behaviors. The sensations commonly and traditionally considered to be hunger and even reported in medical textbooks as such disappear for the majority of individuals after eating this micronutrient-rich diet. A new sensation, which I call true hunger, arises instead. Understanding the science and human physiology behind the important distinction is important. When our bodies have become acclimated to a noxious or toxic agent, it is called an addiction. Indulging in the addiction is mildly pleasurable, but we stop if we stop taking the substance, such as nicotine or caffeine, we feel ill as the body mobilizes cellular waste and attempts to repair the damage caused by the, this exposure. This is called withdrawal. If you drank four cups of coffee or caffeinated soda every day, you would get a withdrawal headache when you tried to stop the habit. To feel better, you would take more caffeine or, in parentheses, more drugs or other drugs or eat food more frequently, which would help 
because eating and digesting retards the detoxification or withdrawal. Similarly, toxic hunger is heightened by the consumption of caffeinated beverages, soft drinks, and processed foods. It occurs predominantly after digestion ceases and the digestive tract is empty. It can take a person, make a person feel extremely uncomfortable if he or she does not eat or drink a caloric load to inhibit the detoxification for relief. So symptoms of toxic hunger are headaches, fatigue, nausea, weakness, mental confusion and irritability, abdominal and esophageal spasm, fluttering and cramping in the stomach. The confusion is compounded because when we eat the same heavy or unhealthy foods that are causing the problem to begin with, we feel better while the detoxification process is halted or delayed. This makes becoming overweight inevitable because if we stop digesting food, even for a short while, our bodies will begin to experience symptoms of detoxification or withdrawal from our unhealthy diet. To counter this, we eat heavy meals that require a long period of digestion, or we eat too often and keep our digestive tract busy and overfed and almost all of the time to lessen the discomfort from our stressful diet style. In the anabolic phase, we digest and store the calories for future use. In the catabolic phase, we burn the stored calories. Our body cycles between the periods of digestion, assimilation, the anabolic phase, and the utilization of the stored calories, or the catabolic phase, which begins when the digestive process ends. During the anabolic phase, the absorbed glucose is stored in the liver and muscle tissues as glycogen to be broken down and utilized at a later time when we are not eating and digesting. During the catabolic phase, we live off the nutrients stored in the anabolic phase. Breakdown of the stored glycogen is called glycosis, and it is during this process that our body swings into heightened detoxification activity. When we are breaking down our body fats and glycogen stores, the body is exposed to more released cellular toxins and elimination and detoxification are increased accordingly. This elimination of toxins can cause discomfort, especially when our tissues have an excessive toxic burden. This uncomfortable, these uncomfortable symptoms are not caused by lower blood sugar, though the symptoms occur in parallel with low blood sugar. When our diet is low in phytochemicals and other micronutrients, we build up more intracellular waste products. It is well accepted that the scientific literature that toxins such as free radicals advance glycosation and products or AGEs and lipid A2E build up in the human tissues with diets low in antioxidants and other micronutrients that these substances contribute to the disease. It has been noted that the overweight individuals develop more oxidative stress as a result of the free radical damage 
When fed a low micronutrient-containing meal compared with a normal weight individuals, increased peroxidases and aldehydes derived from the damaged lipids and proteins were measurable in the urine. This indicates that people prone to obesity and experience more withdrawal symptoms directing them to overcome calories. It is a vicious cycle that both promotes the problem and prevents its resolution. Subjects healthier diets did not build up these inflammatory markers. When we consume excess animal proteins, which create <coughs> excess nitrogenesis waste, and don't eat sufficient phytochemical-rich vegetation, we exasperate the buildup of the metabolic waste products in our body. Hopefully that, uh, I think maybe, the blood sugar curve. So we have, as the hours go by and we have not eaten, glycogen stores are utilized for energy or glycosis. Glycosis occurs after digestion decreases and is a perfectly comfortable state not accompanied by symptoms in a healthy individual eating a healthy diet. As we continue to burn off glycogen stores, true hunger eventually kicks in, signaling the need for calories before glyconeogenesis begins. Glyconeogenesis is the breakdown of muscle tissue that occurs to supply the body with glucose when there is no glycogen glycogen left. The body cannot make glucose it needs to fuel the brain from stored fat, but it can make glucose from amino acids derived from muscle tissues. True hunger is protective of our muscle mass and gives us a clear signal to eat before the gluconeogenesis begins. And on Monday, we'll be getting into true hunger or toxic hunger. At the top of the hour, if you scoot over to Facebook, One Team Global Live, one of our leaders will be sharing some information on how to build a new skin business. With that, this is Susan Mann for um, January 19th, 2024, signing out. I welcome any thoughts or comments you may have at the top of the hour. Uh, as I said, if you scoot over to Facebook, One Team Global Live, one of our leaders will be sharing some information. I welcome any thoughts or comments as soon as I take us off mute. Feel free to send me a text if you're somewhat shy and don't want to voice it. You can do that to 503-502-4863. Just let me know you're part of the TR90 group so it doesn't end up in a spam folder. Thank you and have a great day. Stay safe out there. So there we have it, my friends. We're going to start looking at what true hunger really looks like and how to work at preventing it. And if there's no other thoughts or comments, have a great day. Stay safe out there. I know that we've been having a weather event in our area for over a week now. There's been lots of ice, and it's been slow to thaw out, so stay safe. And we'll see you back here on Monday.